0: Head over to TheInforium.com slash Nebula to sign up now. Hey, what is going on, everybody? And welcome to the College Info Geek Podcast, the internet's best resource for getting ahead as a student, but a terrible resource for learning how to properly set up a league of evil ex-boyfriends to make sure that your girlfriend from the past can never date again or be happy. It's a terrible resource for that. Yeah. Yeah, and we, I don't
1: think we want you to do that. So
0: <laughs> It's also very <laughs> it's inconvenient a, to do that. It takes like two hours to get everyone's contact information. That's a
1: lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> you, almost anything would be a better use of that time now. So. Almost anything. <laughs> pretty pretty yeah. much. I could think of maybe a few things that aren't a better use of
0: time, but most other things are. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my name is Thomas Frank. I'm here, as always, with my good friend Martin Bamey. And uh, before anyone asks on the video version... I got like a fun little thing on my eyelid. So I'm just wearing fake glasses today to, I don't know. It doesn't really hide it very well. You can still see it pretty clearly through the lenses, but I think it's sort of... Should have worn sunglasses. That's true. Well, I was wearing sunglasses and then I walked into a coffee shop to get a coffee and I felt so, (sighs) I don't know, like I'm some 80s businessman who's got bone-itis. That's fine. (laughs) Sometimes that's what you got to do. I don't want to be a sleazy 80s businessman who wears sunglasses indoors. Or blues brother. Actually, I could be okay being a blues brother. You just but... gotta wear a bunch of weird stuff
1: to go with it, like fingerless gloves, trench go. coat, okay,
0: shorts. This is not quite the '80s businessman. No, it's but a lot of things now. Of. This it's, is now it's like a, a lot
1: of weird stuff, a, like Willem Dafoe in
0: Streets of Fire meets a Pokemon trainer. Yeah. Now I want someone to draw that. And now it's it's gonna be like a good outfit. <laughs> please, please draw that. He's got the sledgehammer, but he's also got the belt with the Pokeballs on it. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Don't draw this. Somebody would waste their time to draw this and I don't I don't want to be the person who's Life is Precious. That. Don't draw this. <laughs> there are better things you could draw. Though it may I don't know, it may actually help people get better at drawing. Maybe Anna could draw it. Maybe. You know, I don't think she's seen Streets of Fire though, so she probably wouldn't feel like the, the muse or the inspiration hit, you know.
1: Hey, I didn't even think about that, but that's a good segue. Oh. Well, that's I think cool. there's like a subconscious part of Yeah, I forgot my we were going to talk about for a second. I was just I was thinking I of Streets of Rage forget. suddenly and then the music started playing. Streets of Rage? The video game. Oh yeah, like is I it got... like a double dragon like side scrolling beat em up? It's yeah, it's like that. First video game I ever beat was Streets Dude, of Rage 2. Which
0: uh which side scrolling beat up is your favorite? The Simpsons one or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one?
1: Oh, that's a tough one.
0: <laughs> right? That is a
1: tough one. Yeah.
0: Uh, I don't have an answer for that. It's a really tough one. I'm going to go with the Simpsons one. But only by a little bit, because I have a lot of nostalgia playing that at Chuck E. Cheese with my brother and my cousin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the teenage mutant, I also have a lot of nostalgia for that one. It's a pretty tough one. I think Up Down has them both. In I think so. So we could go play them next time we visit Iowa together and yeah. decide once and for all which one of those is the best.
1: Anyway, hey, anyway, I ruined a perfectly good segue. Well, you know what? That's what um, we're all
0: about here. We're about making really good segues, but also ruining them. Yeah. You know, if you don't ruin them, then the guy who invented them accidentally drives them off a cliff. It's a tragic situation. You just got to get rid of the Segways. But I do think there is a subconscious part of my brain that just knows how to build them without me even planning. Uh, Anyway, we were talking about inspiration and uh, we got a question recently. I think it was what email or something? I think it was Twitter. Or Twitter. Yeah, somebody asked us, uh, how do you capture inspiration when it strikes? And I think they were specifically referring to how We often talk about when we travel, go to a different state or do something kind of out of our routines, we get a lot of inspiration and ideas and just sort of this energy to change some of the bad habits or things we've fallen into, the ruts we're in. Um, But as we've talked about, once you come back home, it's very easy to get caught up in whatever you didn't get done, whatever's left over. And all of a sudden, you're right back into your routines. All the inspiration is basically wasted. And... You know, you've done nothing with all those new ideas. So the question of the day is, when you find yourself inspired by travel, by a new meeting with somebody who's inspiring to you, whatever it is, how do you keep that inspiration? How do you actually take action on it?
1: Yes, and congratulations to the uh, person who did tweet that because you did it exactly when I was in Lincoln. Oh, yeah. Traveling. So... Good timing. Quick turnaround for you Mm -hmm. because of the coincidental timing. One of the...
0: Vital ingredients to getting one of your answers or your questions featured on this podcast.
1: Good timing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is unfortunately hard to nail you down. You right? won't know when that timing is, but this yeah. time it was perfect. It was perfect. I, I was literally getting, I got to think about this the whole way back because I wanted to maintain my inspiration.
0: Yeah. So, so. you
1: just got back from Lincoln.
0: Yeah. How are you maintaining your inspiration? Uh, and also what, what are you inspired about?
1: Well, I kind of get inspired about life in general when I travel. And I think that for me, when I look deep down at what's causing the inspiration, I think it's just sort of freedom because I lose my routines when I travel. Mm. I lose um, whatever I haven't finished, any chores, any errands, any guilt that I'm feeling about something I'm supposed to be doing at home you just can't disappears when I'm traveling because, well, I can't do it now. Yeah, I can't, I can't fix the some broken shelf in the fridge or some nonsense because I'm in another state. So mm-hmm. it completely leaves my mind for the first time rather than just kind of hanging out in the background.
0: It's like out of your hands. Yeah. So, so, so basically
1: anymore. when I'm traveling, my normal life obligations and things I've procrastinated on all disappear. Mm-hmm. And I find myself free, which is also why I don't really like traveling with a huge itinerary. I don't care about vacations when they become a to-do list. They're, they become immediately unexciting to me. Yeah. But if I was just told, hey, you're going to go hang out in Seattle. Let's do whatever. I don't care what you do. You're there for a few days. Don't think about it. I will literally not think about what I'm going to do at all until I'm about to show up. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, I could do anything. So I think freedom is what inspires me the most. My most nostalgic vacation I've ever taken. The one that
0: I think has the... the I don't know, the most fond memories was my first trip to
1: Japan. And it was because of that. We had no plans. It's like, you're just, you're just alive. Mm -hmm. That's it. You're just embracing that you could do whatever to within a limit. I mean, you can't do literally anything, but not having already planned away your time. And I think in school, this is obvious how this happens. And then as an adult, you continue it. Your time is mostly accounted for. Yeah. I can predict what I'm likely to do through the next week because I have a lot of obligations that will likely fill the whole thing. So- Isn't it, I, it funny how like we've done that even though- Yeah, and like, we we we, we should allegedly have more freedom.
0: <laughs> it would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But, but no, it, I still end up starting work around nine, ending at around five. Like it just-
1: Yeah, I think adult life kind of, you just fall into a pattern naturally. Mm-hmm. And whether that pattern's forced on you or not, as soon as you fall into it, like it's it's there. You're not really- free in each moment because you're following the routine. Not to a degree this is desirable when you're building good habits. Yeah. You know, you wake up early if that's good for you. That's a good routine. You shouldn't wake up tomorrow at two PM just and mess with the system. That's probably not a good way to mess with it anyway. That's a really boring way to mess probably. with it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think most people don't get short term freedom to that degree. Mm. Anything you what you wanna you wanna go somewhere? You need to put in your two weeks notice to get days off Yeah, at work. Everything needs to be planned ahead of time. So we don't kind of get to live in the moment very well. Mm-hmm. But when you're traveling, you kind of do. Yeah.
0: In fact, there's there's no routines whatsoever. And that was actually something that frustrated me about travel. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm gone for more than like a week or maybe two weeks at max, the, the lack of a home base, the lack of routine actually starts to really irk me because you wake up and basically every decision is like a new one. Yeah. So this is what, this is what proved to me that uh, I could not be one of those globe trotting location, independent digital nomad type bros. Cause I don't know. I don't want to wake up in a different hostel every couple of days and have to work from a laptop with very spotty and Wi-Fi and, you know, not know where I can get work done. Yeah. I got to have like, the base where I can get things done. And then I can explore, you know, I take, take trips away from the base, but then come back
1: yeah. and bring and something back. I can't say that that's not what I would want to. I haven't traveled for long enough yeah. to hit the point where I'm sick of all the novelty. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there is a point somewhere there in definitely there. definitely is. It's know? two weeks for me, <laughs> which but I don't think I, you've ever been gone for two weeks. Nope, yeah. I have not. I'd like to, but I have not done it yet. So I don't know what it would be like. Mm-hmm. So on the way back, I was so inspired by usually I get inspired about kind of taking on new goals that I've been putting off that have been put on the back burner because I have I don't know chores to do or something. Yeah. Spend a lot of time running errands and doing boring adult stuff. So, I get inspired about all the stuff that I'm I'm most excited about sort of because I remember it exists when I'm when I'm leaving. Actually, I've been busy just yesterday i was like oh wait a second i was messing around with unity i should do that again that was fun because i haven't in a while no i haven't for a few weeks okay in fact i haven't even touched like i was playing kingdom hearts i haven't touched that for like a month at least Anna hasn't either i haven't beat it and i was enjoying it it's a fun game but but, like i get so busy and then these things that i was excited about in the moment sort of i can't do them i have things to do i'm busy i'm busy whatever busy means and i think it needs to go in quotes it's often often not really busy
0: yeah. It's busy, but then like, I don't know, the inspiration is gone or maybe you're just not as efficient as you could be. So like whatever you've you've chosen to think makes you busy, it tends to take up any
1: time yeah. that you have. Well, and I think we're because we're not normally free in the moment, if you get used to it, even if you do have a free moment, you may not be ready for it. And you'll just yeah. assume that you're busy. I know I do. I'll just be like, wait a second. Why am I even sitting here? I could... I'm actually done for the day. I'm I'm fine. Yeah. I should I should go do something, but it doesn't occur to me at first mm-hmm. because the pattern doesn't tell me that I can do that. Yeah. So, this works well for me because my little habit system refreshes every two weeks, mm-hmm. and we're in, in about half a week or so, maybe a little over. I get to refresh it again, so that's cool. I really like being able to start over, all the time. That allows me to take my inspiration if wherever it comes from when it's fresh and try to incorporate it into something. But at the same time, it allows me to cull old things or change them so that I don't build too much of a routine. Monotony kills inspiration so much. Yeah, yeah it definitely
0: does. So what do you do to capture that, I guess, lightning in a bottle?
1: Well... That might be a good thumbnail for this, actually. That was my first thought, actually. Yeah. We had, we had thought about that. Um. The first thing that I've been doing the last few days, and I did it immediately, kind of get sick with a pollen sort of thing, I think. So that didn't help. My but vocal
0: teacher has been saying that everyone is coming in with that. Yeah, I come in was like I feel like I've been sniffling for months. He's like, you know, a lot of my clients have been saying that.
1: Yeah, it's not been not been helpful. But the first thing that I need to do here is I think I need to reset all of that stuff I let pile up. Mm-hmm. Any chores or errands or the donation box I need to get rid of in the living room. I let the stuff pile up because I'm busy in whatever way. yeah. And then it, and when it piles up, I can then I sit in my apartment and I look around and all of it is a reminder of my failure or procrastination somehow. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I think I need to do is sort of go through all of that, do a sort of reset sprint mm-hmm. of sorts and fix it all. Remove all the old pressure I'll probably let other pressures build up over time. <laughs> but you got to clear out the cruft. And so you know, uh, it's like the feeling of like cleaning your house.
0: Yeah. Just as like, oh, it's reset. You know, I don't feel like I need to be worrying about it. It's
1: just Yeah, good I need to reset it and, clear then, to neutral. and then just do a little clear to neutral maintenance kind of thing every day. Because I mm-hmm. fixed my kitchen, that's fine. Because I fix it every night. Yeah. Not
0: overwhelming anymore. But but that doesn't stop all of the things that form your routine
1: from getting in the way. Yeah. So what do you do about those? Well, the things that form my routine, I'm just going to change some of them. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't been waking up early. I need to wake up early again. That makes me happy. It gives me a lot more time. Yeah. Um, for goals and the kind of habits and things, yes, I get to reset them every two weeks and that's cool, but I don't think I've been resetting them the correct way the last few, way, last few times. I haven't been giving myself enough wins, no small wins. Oh, okay, yeah. So if you have a little habit system or something, you know, and um, if, let's say I read 10 minutes a day or something, I could push that off till the end of the day and read super groggy for 10 minutes and never make any progress and still check that box off every day. And you wouldn't feel good about the reading. I wouldn't feel good about it. So Mm -hmm. the input-based goal is good to get me started, but I don't think I've had enough output, like no no accomplishments to be proud of Mm -hmm. in the last little bit last month or two, maybe I've been so caught up on maintenance of all sorts of systems yeah. that I haven't been able to push forward. And when you get a small win, when you accomplish something like when I finish a book, I'm inspired to read the next book. But if I get stuck on a book for several months, because I got distracted, I'm really discouraged and don't want to read. Mm-hmm. So when you get the small wins, they will sort of help you get a success spiral where you will be inspired to do the next thing you succeed at and and so on and so on. And you'll get a bunch of stuff done. So right now with my inspiration, I need to funnel that into the first small win because it's important to get that. But if I, if I take my inspiration all at once and I'm like, I can take on every goal, then I will overwhelm myself mm. and I will give myself several small failures. Yeah. All of which will discourage me from moving on and kill the inspiration then I'll just feel guilty and late on stuff again. Mm-hmm. So I think when you're really inspired, it seems like you can take on everything because, you know, the pendulum is swung in yeah. the right direction. You think you can – I can do 10 projects. I'm just going to go for it. But when it starts to swing back and you fail one of them, you might get crushed and it will swing all the way to the left. Yeah. And that's something that I have a problem with. I take on everything at once or nothing. mm. So I need, I, totally to, get that. I need to, I need to not so that I can actually say I did something because I, you know, I've got my hands in like 17 different hobbies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's part of it. It's like, you have to ask yourself, all right,
0: what's like, how much of this inspiration is actually realistic? Because it's very easy to get really super energized and think, oh, I can do all these things I want to do. And then once you try to do them all, you fail. And that's what kicks you right back into the old routine.
1: Yeah. There's, um, Good saying in business, for when when you're working with other people and it's under promise, over deliver. Yeah. Because that sets their expectations manageably, mm-hmm. and then when you over deliver, they're excited. They're like, "You just did amazing." That's yeah. way better than I thought I was going to get, mm-hmm. and therefore it looks good. But when I get really excited and I feel really positive, and the pendulum swung back, and I'm inspired, I'll over promise to myself, and then I will under deliver to myself. And that feels terrible. Yeah. But if I set a small win, I can over-deliver by succeeding really well, and then I will like myself more. I'll feel more confident every single time. So I got to resist the urge to over-promise to myself. Yeah. I think inspiration is a little dangerous in in that regard, because you feel invincible. It's it's the classic, your eyes are bigger than your stomach conundrum. Yeah. You set yourself up for failure, and then you feel bad when you fail, even if it was logical that you were going to.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So something that I've tended to do, and I'm going to focus on travel right now because this is often where the big bursts of inf- inspiration come. Like I'll go to VidCon or VidSummit or some conference and talk with people, and I'll come back being like, you know, I'm going to start a new website. Like I think it's finally time for me to start a website about like business tips and things like that. But, you know, I'm also going to keep running everything else, and I'm also going to start, you know, taking an hour-long walk in the mornings and also reading books and still going to practice piano and guitar. It's impossible. You know, like clearly if you weren't doing a lot before, like you probably aren't being as efficient as you could with your current workload, but there's only a certain, you know, amount that you
1: can squeeze that down. Yeah. And you're so inspired. You won't say no.
0: Yeah. So when I get this big burst of inspiration, what I like to do is write down in Evernote, like just a list of everything going on in my life right now, including the regular workload. And then I'll ask myself, all right. How can I make what I'm doing more efficient? And what is that likely to free up in terms of time? Yeah. Is it going to actually give me eight hours a day that I could use to practice 16 instruments and go for walks and do all my meditation, gratitude journaling, make my healthy smoothies, whatever? Probably not. But you know what? There is times in the afternoon where I find myself browsing Reddit or doing something stupid that isn't actually efficient. So what can I do to get rid of that? compress my work down, and then maybe add just one thing. Yeah. What could I
1: realistically do in that time? Mm -hmm. And so being inspired by like 17 different things, my solution to this was I've got a little iCloud note. I just constantly take notes about stuff. And I listed out every single kind of thing I'm inspired to do right now, knowing that I can't do them all. So I've got like Spanish, French, Japanese, cooking, photography, piano, exercise, essentialism, getting rid of stuff in the house, house repairs, uh, helping Ashley with her design work and preparing for craft fairs, reading, game development, language projects, playing video games. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> and language projects is multiple. There are several in my mind that I feel like I could have been working on for the last and few years. Those are different than learning languages. Yeah, right? that's like completely different. I want to build things. language learning websites that do certain things. And yeah. you know, I've made progress on some of them. But that many things right there will crush me if mm-hmm. I try to do it all at once. So I wrote it all out. The list is there. It will remind me what inspires me. Yeah. I need to pick one of these and set up a small win for them. And I need Mm. to leave the other ones alone, except for basic ones like exercise, which needs to have a little bit of maintenance. You know, I got to keep exercise on some sort of maintenance mode, but I shouldn't be pushing 17, 18, I don't know how many things I was. Goals at once. It's yeah, going that doesn't to, make sense. It's not going to work. But writing them all down was actually exciting because it reminded me how many things in life excite me. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, and it it's fun
0: to write those down.
1: Yeah, and I think it's really easy to forget that, especially when we've got you know social media or the news or Netflix. They all want to take our attention mm-hmm. away from whatever might excite us. That's not them. They're all kind of designed to be addictive. Yeah, you know they they want to steal your attention and they never want to give it back. So I could easily go through several seasons of a TV show and completely forget like my piano sitting in the corner. How many times do people buy an exercise machine and it turns into a laundry rack? Yep. You know, because it's just it was exciting for a second and then I've, I I of got distracted by other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that we get a lot of time where we are inspired to remember how much stuff is actually interesting. We don't get yeah. a play Mm-hmm. you know, and, and we got the career things, the specializations that are important. But then it's like, but I'm a programmer primarily. Do Am I allowed to read this book on botany for no reason? That's yeah. not useful. That's not a good use of my time. But if it's fun, it is. Yeah. And we're all like trying to prove ourselves so that we can, you know, get out of the millennial debt hole mm-hmm. that we were all thrown into. Well. I- you don't watch my
0: videos, so you didn't see the I video do not. about uh, you know feeling overwhelmed all the time. But that was part of it where anytime I get the urge to do something that just seems interesting, like learning piano or reading a botany book for you, there's like this little voice in my head that says, well, you already make a bigger impact. There's already a force multiplier over here with your blog or your YouTube channel or whatever it is. So why would you waste your time over there? Yeah, like you're wasting your like potential. It's, it's
1: inefficient. Mm-hmm. But
0: you know, I have to, I have to remind myself. Like, no matter how much time I pour into this thing, there's still gonna be a part of me that wants to go and explore and have that like joy of learning. It's not gonna go away. Yeah. So I'm just gonna like be more and more depressed if I just continually ignore it, which like will ruin your force multipliers. Exactly. Right. It's not gonna like help. I will eventually consume myself. This week's episode of our show is brought to you by our friends over at FreshBooks who have built an awesome solution for taking care of accounting and invoicing for anybody who works for themselves, who is a freelancer, an entrepreneur, runs their own business. And as somebody who has been doing that for what, 10 years at this point? actually more than 10 years because in high school I was a freelance web designer, so probably 11 years at this point. I can tell you that uh, invoicing clients, trying to get paid, trying to make sure that your books are accurate, have all your expenses and income sources in them, that is kind of a tedious process if you don't have the right tools to do so, especially back in the day when I had to like manually enter every single thing. And as somebody who runs my own business, I know that all the time I spend on the admin work, all the time I spend invoicing clients or dealing with my accounting or dealing with legal stuff, that's time that I could be using to do the work that I actually want to do and to do the work that actually makes me money. So any tool that makes all that admin stuff more efficient is something that I want to add to my repertoire. And that is exactly what FreshBooks does. With FreshBooks, you can generate professional looking invoices for your clients in less than 30 seconds, and you can send them to them via email. You can see when they've seen those invoices, so there's no more of those back and forth, did you get it kind of games going through email or phone or whatever it is, you can actually see that and you can allow them to pay their invoices right on the invoice with a credit card. So they don't have to send you a check, they can just easily pay you. So you make things more convenient for your clients, you make them happier and you get paid Faster. In addition, with FreshBooks, you can automatically import your transactions, your expenses, your income events, so all of that can come in from your bank statements, and you can see at a glance, if you're profitable, where the money's coming in, you can be more on the ball with your business. So if you want to get a free 30-day trial of FreshBooks and start doing things more efficiently, then head over to freshbooks.com CIG to get that trial started. And when you do, remember to put College Info Geek in the how did you hear about us section. Big thanks as always to FreshBooks for sponsoring this episode and being a supporter of our show. And another thanks goes out to our other sponsor this week, Hover. However, is the best place on the internet to get your hands on a domain name, which if you have not done for yourself yet, you definitely need to do. Having a professional domain name for yourself like Thomas J. Frank, which is what I have, is I think essential to building your online personal brand and helping you to make connections with potential clients or employers or colleagues or people you might work with in the future. And I think doing this is really, really important. You want to build a professional presence both offline and online. And the first step I think is to get a domain name for yourself. Even if you're not yet ready to build yourself a portfolio website, you don't think you have enough work under your belt to do that. I think it's crucial to at least secure the domain that you want because once it's taken by somebody, it's basically gone unless they give it up at some point, which they usually don't. I was actually born a little bit too late to get my hands on thomasfrank.com, but at least I did get thomasjfrank.com, which is pretty memorable. And you got an even better domain name. Yeah. Because you got martinbay.me which My last name is, lines up. It's pretty cool. There are no .as domain names, so but I can't see, do that, or NK ones. Martin Baimey was taken, so Martin I ba- had yeah. to get clever. That's true. Yeah, a lot of us are just too young, and most people listening to this podcast are younger than us, so the clock is ticking. And when you want to go get that domain name, Hover is the best place on the internet to do it. Not only do they have a very streamlined checkout process, there are no annoying upsells, no pop-ups, just a very efficient checkout process. But they also have over 400 domain name extensions to choose from. So you can go with your classic .coms or .mes, which I think are the ones you should probably go with for a professional domain name. But if you have maybe a band or a side project that you also want to make a website for, they have lots of other ones like LOL, which I actually have thomas.lol as well, or .limo or .ninja. There's all kinds of stuff out there. So lots to choose from, and once you have that name purchased, you can also use their Connect feature to easily hook it up to tons of website builders like Shopify and Squarespace, or you can get a professional email address for it, like Thomas at collegeinfogeek.com, which is mine. It's very easy to set up with Hover. So to get started, to secure your domain name, and to get 10% off your first purchase, head over to hover.com C-I-G, and that is hove rcom slash CIG. And uh, big thanks as always again to Hover for sponsoring this episode and being a big supporter of our show. Let's get back into it. I saw this really, really interesting image. And the artist on Instagram does a lot of, um, a lot of like depression inspired art as a kind of a project that she's been taking on. So a lot of it's kind of, what's the word? Violent or shocking. Okay. But this one that I really liked was like this it was like a, I don't know, like a kneeling person. And they, they kind of looked like a husk of a person. And there was like this tree that had come out of their head, like bearing all this fruit and all these people were taking the fruit. And I thought that was a very good illustration of, I don't know, like the projects we throw ourselves into. Like if you really care about it and you want to make something great, you often sort of give part of yourself to it. But at a certain point, you know, it can completely drain you. Yeah. If you don't take time to recharge in a multitude of ways, you know, physically through rest or exercise, but also mentally through taking breaks or allowing yourself to discover something new. You know, you're, you're not just a machine.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty prone to that personally. Mm -hmm. I will completely put everybody else's needs above mine. Like no matter how long I keep doing that, I will continue to put those You'll needs above doing. mine. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard. And sometimes traveling is what it takes for me to remember, wait, if I, I'm actually way better to any of these people that I'm trying to help if I'm happy. Yeah. And if that if that really just took like me watching one episode of Pokemon in Spanish this morning, then mm-hmm. it, it's a very good investment of my time. Yeah. I remember reading some stuff on the development
0: of artificial intelligence a few years ago, and they were talking about how one of the most difficult problems to solve theoretically in the development of like a human level AI is what they call like the exploration exploitation loop. So humans tend to do this, we explore, we find a resource, we find, you know, something that we can exploit, and we do it for a while, but eventually, we get bored. So we're like, I've been doing this for a while. It's profitable, I could keep doing it, but I'm bored, I want to go find something else. And You know, it turns out like on a macro level, maybe on a micro level, that wouldn't be the most advantageous thing to do. You know, if you're just like, I can make widgets and I can make X dollars making widgets, I should just try to make more efficient widgets forever and make this many dollars or this much, whatever. We don't do that. We tend to explore. But on a macro level, this ends up working out better because, you know, we exploit things for a while, but then we go explore out of boredom. We find a better way to do things. We find something that just contributes to everything. And uh, you know, the question is how do you design a machine that would do that of its own volition. Because it would be very easy to say like, this is your utility function. So the more you do that, the better things are. That's easy to program. Like, oh, make paper clips. The more paper clips you make, the better off things are. Okay, and then the AI goes off and turns the entire universe into paperclips. Yeah. There's a whole fun like cookie clicker-esque game on the internet which is basically this. It's like a paperclip generator game and you eventually just turn every atom into the in the universe into paperclips. Good utility function. You know, how do you how do you program an AI to want to explore and find something new to do? I don't know, wanting is pretty Yeah. Let alone, you know, wanting to have humans still around and their general well being be considered. That's also another problem. But you program
1: them to find our stupidity amusing. Oh, there you go. And then they'll be like a jester. Then it's just going to watch MXC all day. It's not going to help us. That's so. (laughs) Yeah, but it's not. high built in AI. What does it do? It watches old MXC episodes. That's all it does. That's the emergency program you run as as it tries to kill us all. You just give it the MXC. Yeah.
0: You know, I don't actually want to kill all humans. I just want to watch that show where they don't get eliminated, except they do every time. Yeah. (laughs) But I think for humans, it's important to realize that this is something that's core to being human. You can't just exploit what you currently are doing forever. There's a part of you that needs to explore.
1: No, we like random things that don't have obvious value to us. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas like an ant, it knows what it wants. Yeah food sources. Yep. It will look for food sources incessantly, but we're like, yeah, okay, I'm a little hungry at the moment, but actually I really want to do this instead. We're, we're really willing to put aside our own needs for random mm-hmm. nonsense. And that's awesome. Yeah. Because otherwise we would never discover a lot of things that aren't very directly useful to our basic needs.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I think we need to keep that in mind. Just give yourself time to explore because When you pay uh, pay attention to the external metrics, they will always point you in the direction of exploiting your current possession more, right? There's always another subscriber count threshold to meet. There's always another email in your inbox with somebody who either is bringing you an opportunity or they want help or whatever. There's always something. And if you follow the external metrics, you could always find a way to give more of yourself to what you're currently doing you could never satisfy the machine that is the world. So you can, I don't know. You have to like be serious about giving a part of yourself to that, but also leaving some time, leaving some attention over for
1: pursuing your interests. Yeah. Being human. Yeah. And I think that's part of why like, you know, travel, especially it gives us that freedom, which makes us more likely to actually find those random things that Mm -hmm. wouldn't have been efficient. And I think being, one of the best things about travel also is being so, so in the present. So when I was in Seattle in January, you know, it's a little chilly outside. It's raining a little bit, it's gray. I personally, for the most part, like the rain, but it was a little bit cold, cold rain. (laughs) I prefer warm rain, but it didn't matter. We still walked around Seattle for like 40 minutes, just looking at random stuff, going to bookstores. Why? Because we were there. And it mattered because it was a limited amount of time. So we were more willing to aggressively embrace the present. Mm -hmm. Like, oh no, it's inconvenient outside. I guess I'll stay in this hotel for several days and then just go home. Whereas when we're traveling, we won't do that. We'll go do things regardless. As soon as I come home, just like,
0: I could go to that exhibit
1: (laughs) next weekend. I'm tired
0: today. Yeah, I think feeling like you have to make your time count because there's not a whole lot of it. I think that's like- that's important too. Yeah,
1: we're procrastinating good things mm-hmm. in addition to bad things. Like yep. we procrastinate things that we want to do, mm-hmm. not just things we don't want. It's it's uh, dumb. So on vacation, I'll do everything and I'll make a point to enjoy it. And that's also part of what I've been doing since I came back is I decided that my best life involves being outside or having fresh air, basically as much as possible. Yeah. Much as humanly possible. So- in the la- in the last week, I walked 33 miles. Dang, that's pretty good. Because I just refused to be inside all day, and mm-hmm. you know I went downtown to see Ashley at lunch or just after work, and we'd take the train back together. You walk no- downtown. One day I walked primarily downtown okay. and took like Lime scooters for okay. part of it, but I walked for most of it. So, and one of the days was just so that we could like take the train back together, mm-hmm. because I was like. Well, I get a huge walk down there, and then I get an extra half hour to talk to Ashley on the train. This is something that would be very easy to say. That's not efficient. That's stupid. That's a dumb use of your time. Yeah. But if I was traveling, I would go to the effort to do those little things. And I did them in college. Mm -hmm. I did them when there were fewer burdens or little efficiency things I was worried about. Yeah. So I'm trying to aggressively embrace... The present, instead of procrastinating things I want and things I don't want, leaving me with a giant pile of failure that I need to look at every day. Yeah. Um, I'm also I moved my work desk over by the balcony again, and now I just work with the the window wide open. Just even when it was snowing mm-hmm. yesterday, the window's open because I like the fresh air better, even if it's cold. Yeah. So and before I would have been like, oh, that's chilly. It's in, it's inconvenient. It's ever so slightly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Let's fast forward to a comfortable future. But if I was traveling, I would never do that. So I'm not doing it now.
0: So I want to throw out a couple of ideas here
1: that kind of relate to the whole limited time concept.
0: So one thing is like, if if you get inspired to do something and you come home, find a way to put a time limit on that inspiration, at least for the first small win. So I mean, great example here. When I was at VidCon in 2017, I want to say it was, Um, I had the opportunity to meet CGP Grey, who's one of my favorite YouTubers, and he ended up telling me about the guy that helped him book sponsors, and he introduced me, and then he was like, hey, they're having a barbecue tonight. And I'm like, oh, cool. You know, if he would've said like, oh yeah, he lives in Denver, you could meet up with him whenever. I probably still would've done it, but it would've been less urgent feeling. But it was like, there's a barbecue tonight, cool. I'm getting in an Uber, I'm heading over there. Like, there's no question about it. This is an expiring opportunity. I have to take it. And a lot of times when you're traveling, the opportunities are constantly expiring. Like I don't have another chance to go see this cool garden in the middle of Tokyo because I'm leaving next week. Gotta do it today. But uh, I have every chance in the world to go see the botanical gardens in Denver. So I don't go there very often. So what if you came home and you're like, you found a way to seriously put a time limit on the first step in whatever you're inspired to do. I mean, one of the things I got inspired to do was take vocal lessons, so I booked one. And it's like, okay, now it's, it's gone from something that I can do whenever to it's Friday yeah. at one o'clock. Yeah, it's scheduled. I gotta be there. You know, and the next thing, and I'm waiting for the email to come in to say when it is and when signups are available, the next thing is a vocal showcase. I know what songs I wanna do, and when the email comes in, I will sign up, and I'll be on the calendar. And it's like, cool, the small win will happen in two months or in a month or whatever it is. And it's scary. And maybe it's going to be embarrassing. Maybe it won't even be a small win, but you know what? I think even if I go up there and my voice cracks and it's like terrible, it'll be a small win because like, I've never gotten up on stage and sang before ever. Yeah. So that's that. It will be a small win. Even if I totally fail. Cause all it means is the next time I try it, will it can't be that bad. Yeah, we've
1: we've got to do stuff like that, Mm -hmm. stuff that we're not comfortable with, stuff that you could put off until tomorrow. We get so stuck in our routines and our monotony that it feels like those patterns will go on forever. Mm -hmm. And then maybe for just a second, we forget that we do not have unlimited time. Yeah. Even though that applies always, not just on vacation. So really we should be treating most of our time to a degree like that mm-hmm. we should be living the most we can all the time because no matter how patterned my life looks yeah. the patterns will change and they will end at some point mm-hmm. my life phases all change there are several versions of martin that didn't do a lot i went to a few i went to an archery club once in college and then mm-hmm. i decided i was too busy and i never went back again i never oh, even yeah. got to pick up a bow and I always thought I had the next week's. Well, you know what? Now it's, I'm here. I never did it still. Yep. That pattern ended. That part of my life felt like it was going to be a long time because I was doing my semester homework. But that part. Well, we could changed. go back to college. And now, well, I guess I could go join could. the ISU archery yeah, club. But it's going to be a little weird when they're like, why are you 10 years older than me? Because,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just living my dream 10 years late. I don't think about it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> if you went back to college, what would you go back for? Uh, linguistics probably. Okay. I'd go for music. I'd, I know for sure now. All right. But you know what? I can learn music without college. But like if you, if
1: you said Thomas, you must go back to college. what do you go for? I'd go for music. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably go to linguistics. I'd probably go to the university that's in, um, Seattle because the mm. campus was beautiful.
0: Yeah. Do I want, I want to put this here. I, I say this from a position of, um, relative financial security and career security I don't think if Thomas from like, you know, 10 years ago was choosing again, that he would choose music. I think he might oh, yeah. still yeah, I don't choose... think I'm going to
1: randomly go back to college somewhere halfway across the yeah. country. That's I'm not... just saying
0: like, you know, if it was like, oh, you must go back now and you get to keep your career and you get to keep the skills you built, the more practical ones. Okay. I'd go for that thing. Yeah. But if it's like, hey, 18 year old Thomas has to choose again. It's still that multi-thousand dollar investment. I might pick something that seems, yeah. and that's just me. You know, so I just, I don't want to construe that as like advice to go to college for a major that doesn't have a whole lot of income potential. Not yeah, I just read books
1: on linguistics instead. Yeah. yeah, I'm
0: not saying it's absolutely not a decision you should make, but I'm not saying like, you, you know, screw all the
1: the practical
0: considerations. Like, yeah. No, it's a business decision. I firmly believe that anything that costs, you know, $10,000 a year or more is a business decision, especially when you're giving up potential income that you could be making every day. Yeah. To sit in class. Anyway, so I had that that first idea, you know, find a way to put a time limit, an expiring opportunity on whatever you're inspired about. The second thing, um, if you have something that you tend to slip into when you have free time, that's like the easy thing, right? Done with work, I have like an hour. I could do this thing I'm inspired about, but you know, I just really feel like playing a video game. Mm, I really feel like just watching my Netflix shows. Why not try a 30-day cold turkey thing on that? That helped you know? me so much with video games. Nope. No no, video games for 30 days. All right, well, what's, what's left over to do? I guess I got to read a book. I guess I got to work
1: on my Unity programming. Otherwise, I'm just sitting there staring at a wall. Yeah, I think it's kind of hard to tell how much time actually goes into those comfort zone habits that mm-hmm. we just drift into when we're stressed or tired or something. And it's an easy thing to say, like, ah, you know, I'm just going to play tonight.
0: I'll work on programming tomorrow.
1: Yeah. But that's that's the thing. You know, it's every little tiny phase of our life. We don't know when that phase ends. Mm-hmm. I have no idea when certain phases are going to end, when I'm not going to be into something anymore, or, you know, for no reason, my favorite park burns down. I could, that could happen feasibly. It could. I don't know when. It's not like Your favorite coffee that's shop not, That's close. not like, yeah, my favorite. See, I didn't <laughs> know the Platform T era was going to die. And I miss it so much. But yeah. I went there so often, and I know that I took advantage of the platform tea era. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Well, it, I will say but each era has a time limit. If you like to walk the the platform tea that used to be
0: on Broadway, yeah, um, it is, is now it another now? new coffee shop oh, that's got tea, and it's kind of nice in there. Okay. Though the close one is the close no one's becoming there. a
1: sushi place. Oh, it is not becoming another cafe. That's not a bad use of that space, though.
0: Yeah, it seems like like a pretty
1: decent use of that space. Mm -hmm. We'll see. We'll see.
0: So I had a couple of other notes here. Um, This doesn't have to do with travel, but I have noticed that a lot of times I will tell myself, all right, I'm going to pack up all my stuff. I'm going to go to a coffee shop and I'm going to write. And then a lot of times I will go and I won't write let's be like, I'll sit down and be like, you know what, I'd rather just do my email. I'd rather just do this stupid admin work I need to do. I'm gonna go research this thing that doesn't matter. There have been times where I've decided to do that. But then I'm like, I get a one little idea in my head. I'm like, oh, you know what? Okay, so I'm writing this video about, let's just say it's like how to get better at math. And I'm gonna do the whole thing there at the coffee shop. But I just got this one little idea about, you know, breaking down the math problem into its constituent points so i want to like just get that out of my head before i forget it and i'll open my laptop and then i'll sit there and i'll start writing and i'll keep writing keep writing keep writing and i never end up going to the coffee shop because just sitting there in my kitchen where i thought like oh i I can't get inspiration here wait a minute i just did the whole thing Hmm. so what i like to think of this as is like there's the light of inspiration or the light of the task that you're doing and it's like a giant spotlight. And like, I don't know, to take advantage of it, you have to approach it from an angle because to try to walk into it head on will be blinding. And so you you never choose to actually walk into it head on because you're like, oh, it's just too bright. It's just too much, too overwhelming. I'm going to go do something else. I'll do it later. But for now, like it's easier to do this thing over here, this thing that's not as bright, not as blinding.
1: And this mildly related part. Yeah. That,
0: but if you yeah. approach that spotlight from an angle... Just, you know, it's like the doors shut it over a little bit. Just like a little crack of it. It's doable. It's easier to approach. Less intimidating. Yeah. So there have been entire videos where I have written them sitting in my kitchen, in my boxers. Haven't even showered or whatever. Just like, just get the idea. I'm like, I'm just gonna write this one thing down at like 6 a.m. in the morning. Before I go off to do the real writing session. So sometimes, when you have that little string, like tug on it, and don't tell yourself I'm gonna sit down and write the whole thing now. just tell yourself I'm just gonna go you can just tug on that string a little bit, I've got a few minutes,
1: and sometimes you'll find yourself putting in a lot more than you thought you were going to, yeah, a lot of my best work comes when I was just when I'm just like. I'm going to set up this task for later. So let me just put in this little quick outline, set up the right check boxes over here. Mm-hmm. Here's my research. I'll put it all in one document and then I just accidentally do it for two or three hours. And then yeah. it, it, it is like that. When you approach it head on, it's really, really, really overwhelming because you're like, well, it's time to perform. You better do the best thing in, in your life. Mm-hmm. And then, I, you know, you, I don't know. It seems like what if I can't do it? that's a scary thing to take on all at once. What if I don't have time? What if this isn't the right mindset? What if I'm slightly too hungry for this? Yeah. But if you can just pull off that tiny piece. And I do like the whole setup thing too.
0: That's another good way to approach it from an angle. Just I'm just going to set it up. I'm just going to set up the video project. Yeah. I'm just going to set up my little just going to, you know, get these little research sections
1: in my Evernote. It'll be fine. Yeah. Little thing. You can't fail that. Yeah, it's and whereas if I'm just like I'm going to I'm going to write the best podcast outline I've ever written right mm-hmm. now, I will probably just kind of sit there and then <laughs> realize suddenly how there's something else I'm supposed to do first. Yep. I actually had an email I needed to an answer. I, I, I forgot, I really forgot about pay that. Pay my taxes and, you know, those things
0: aren't scary. Mm-hmm. So, uh let's try to recap it quickly here and i'm going to go backwards to take advantage of my short-term memory Mm -hmm. so we have um approaching the light from an angle do the setup or just pull on the thread whatever that often leads into more inspiration and more work than you thought you were going to put in um try going cold turkey on the things that you tend to slip into as your time wasters whether it's video games or tv or whatever it is like if you don't feel it's useful and you always find yourself slipping into it like commit 30 days, cold tricky, not gonna do it. Um, Find a way to put a expiration date on the first small win of whatever it is that has inspired you, even if you have come home from the travel or whatever, you know, whatever the real thing that was sort of deadline driven, you know, bring that in to your home base area.
1: And then what did you have? Um, Aggressively embrace the present. Mm. Whether you know it or not, whatever routines you like right now are limited. They will change. So just yeah. take every opportunity that you have to not say, I will put off something that I like until next weekend instead. Yeah. Um,
0: oh, and then you also have like listing out. The yeah, write do down. You.
1: write down if you're inspired by a whole bunch of things at once. So write down a whole list of them and then pick the one or two you can feasibly work on now, keeping the list elsewhere so that you'll remember what you're inspired by mm-hmm. the next time you have a chance. And um, break your monotony if you need to reset a system. Resetting mine every half a month is incredibly helpful to me. Yeah. And uh, also, if you just need to get a new inspiration you and you want to travel, but you can't afford to travel, I get the same exact effect from this when I just stay in an Airbnb in another neighborhood in the same city. I don't need True. to be out of my city. I feel just as refreshed hanging out in a different neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Just it's a completely different effect.
0: And you could go even smaller, you know, do something tonight that you normally don't do.
1: Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to go to a pickup basketball game or something that is happening at the Y. Yeah, go to Never meetup.com and instead of saying, man, that Spanish thing, it's right over there. I should, uh, I have something, I, I, I'm busy in quotes yeah, tonight. Just show Just it. Just do it tonight. Just whatever. Make the other stuff, push it off. Force mm-hmm. yourself out of the comfort zone. And the monotony and the routine that makes you blind to other things.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's pretty good. Um, So I think that covers it for this episode. And if you want to find the show notes for it, I'm not sure if there's anything for these show notes. Do you think there is? There might be something.
1: I'm not sure.
0: Gary may will find anything if we happen to mention it. But if you want to check the show notes out, um, you can go over to cigpodcast.com slash 259, right? Yeah. Yeah, 259. Or you can just go over to cigpodcast.com if you want to find out how to subscribe to the show. If you're watching it on YouTube or you're just listening to it in your web browser and you want to subscribe to it on a podcast app, which will get it downloaded to your device every single Monday morning, you can go over to cigpodcast.com and find instructions on how to do that. Uh, links over to all of those platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. And if you want to support our show, a great way to do it is to either share it with a friend, and they maybe become a listener themselves, or to give us a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. That is a great way for us to find out what we're doing right, what we can maybe improve upon. But I believe that also helps to kind of bump us up the rankings. It's a one of those algorithmic factors. So. Big thanks to you if you do that. And uh, we, as always, we just appreciate you hanging out with us. So thank you so much for listening. If you want to find our favorite resources, apps, books, um, our dorm packing guide, all kinds of cool stuff, you can go over to collegeinfogeek.com resources. There's all sorts of cool stuff there. Or collegeinfogeek.com merch to find our t-shirts, mugs, and other interesting items that you can purchase, like stickers. Actually, that's the last interesting item. There are those three. Well, there you go. Wait, that's actually, I was wrong about that. That's not just those three. Because also on our merch page, we have the singularity. And I will let people find out what the singularity oh, is I know themselves. I know so they can go to that okay. URL to find out what the singularity might be. <laughs> Ooh. It's a question and you need the answer. That's true. You can't yep. help Curiosity. yourself. <laughs> Somebody commented, they were like pointing out how good at um, like shilling, you were on one episode where you're just like, "Oh, I was talking about the mug, and you were just like, hey, 'Hey, I'm wearing the shirt too.' Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even plan this. That's it. I'm a natural. Yeah, it
1: just comes to we're me. We're
0: great. We're so good at chilling. Anyway, thanks again for listening, and we will see you in next week's episode. Thank you.